Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Beau Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Art House Radio on 88.5 WCUG. Coming to you from beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. The purpose of art is to wake us up. The purpose of Art House Radio is to wake us up gently. So let's be getting up, y'all. We're going back in time today. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. We're going to go back in a time capsule to 1963, to the Camelot years in American history. The quote of the day today comes from John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. 1963 was a pivotal year in American history. I remember it well. I was seven years old. Culturally, things were at a turning point. Everything was about to change forever. Behind us now, we're listening to the Oscar Peterson Trio with Easy Does It. Every song on our playlist today comes from 1963. Every song we'll be hearing was on the radio in 1963. We'll hear the soundtrack of the Camelot years. We'll start the show off with the Fab Four who predate the Beatles. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Jerry and the Pacemakers were formed in 1959, a year before the Beatles. They also came from Liverpool and were managed by Brian Epstein and recorded by George Martin, just like the Beatles. But the Beatles didn't form until a year later in 1960. George Gershwin's tune, Summertime, had been recorded by Ella Fitzgerald in 1958. We're going to start off with Jerry and the Pacemakers' remake of Summertime. I hope you enjoy our trip back in time today. So let's get started with Summertime. Summertime And the living is easy Fish are jumping And the cotton is high Your daddy's rich And your mama is good looking So hush, pretty baby Hush now, don't cry One of these mornings You're gonna rise up singing You're gonna spread your wings And take to the sky Whoa, but till that morning There ain't nothing can harm you With your daddy and mommy Standing by 
that short piece was Leonard Bernstein's Fanfare for the Inauguration of John F. Kennedy. Obviously, it influenced every breaking news music that was to follow. Behind us now, we're listening to Duke Ellington's 1963 hit, Blue Rose. All musical genres were alive and well in America in the early 1960s especially the jazz sounds of Ellington. Top 40, Motown, country and western music, and no one exemplified country music more than the indelible voice of Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline who was one of the most influential voices of the 20th century. She had recorded such hits as Crazy and Walking After Midnight. She was 30 years old when she boarded a small plane in Tennessee in March 1963. Her last words upon boarding the plane were, When it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Her plane crashed moments later. I still remember with great fondness listening to Patsy Cline on the radio. When I was a boy, I'd sit in my mother's bedroom, her radio on her dresser, and I would listen to the country sounds of Cousin Al's radio show. Hank Williams, Chet Atkins, and Patsy Cline. Her voice still stirs deep feelings of longing and nostalgia in me. There is a clarity and a purity of purpose that takes me back directly to that time, that poignant time. A time when things were purer, but about to get more complicated. Patsy Cline. Life is life.
I feel so bad, I've got a worried mind I'm so lonesome all the time Since I left my baby behind on Blue Bayou Saving nickels, saving dimes Working till the sun don't shine Looking forward to happier times on Blue Bayou I'm going back someday, come what may to Blue Bayou Will you sleep all day and the catfish play on Blue Bayou All those fishing boats with their sails afloat If I could only see that familiar sunrise through sleepy eyes See my baby again And to be with some of my friends Maybe I'd be happy then On Blue Bayou I'm going back someday Gonna stay on Blue Bayou Where the folks are fine And the world is mine On Blue Bayou
through the years and I still can see blue velvet through my There'll always be precious and warm a memory through the years, and I still can see blue velvet through my tears. I am seven years old. Leonardo da Vinci's The Mona Lisa is exhibited at the National Gallery on the Mall in D.C. 
It was the first time the Mona Lisa had been exhibited in America. It was a sensation. Marilyn Monroe had died last August. And now, like Buddy Holly, on her way to a concert, Patsy Cline. One day in March, at Abbey Road Studios, four young musicians from Liverpool recorded their first album. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Please, please me. The entire album recorded in one day. Alfred Hitchcock released his thriller, The Birds. Peter O'Toole was Lawrence of Arabia. It won Best Picture. In April, Martin Luther King was arrested. While in the Birmingham jail, he took the time to write a letter. Bob Dylan, Peter, Paul, and Mary. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. President Kennedy in Berlin. Ich bin ein Berliner. Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech on the mall in Washington. A Baptist church on 16th Street is bombed. The Senate ratifies the Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. John Coltrane records the promise in Birdland. In October, singer Sam Cooke is arrested for registering at a hotel in Louisiana. A change is going to come. Coups and assassinations in Vietnam. But I'm only seven. I'm only in second grade. Last year, my favorite picture was the Mona Lisa in Miss Alford's class. But this year, my favorite picture is by Norman Rockwell. It's the portrait of John F. Kennedy. I'm in Miss Hayes' class. Miss Hayes was tall and statuesque with blonde hair. She was the epitome of poise. I was skinny and hungry, with big ears. And I sat in her class, looking up at her every day, admiring her. 
One day, it seems like it's around lunchtime. We're walking down the hall, single file. Miss Hayes bursts out crying. We find out that the president has been shot. We're sent home. The days that follow are harrowing. We sit on the floor looking up at the black and white television. Everything is thrown into confusion. Words and phrases I'd never heard. Love Field, Dealey Plaza, Spread Eagle, and later, I'm a Patsy, John F. Kennedy and Jacqueline Kennedy had landed at Love Field and taken a motorcade through town, through Dallas, with hordes of cheering crowds along their route. It is said that a lone gunman in the book depository fired twice, killing John F. Kennedy in his open convertible. In the weeks and months and years that passed, many questions were unanswered. The Warren Commission made their decision. When Lee Harvey Oswald was being transferred two days later, and Jack Ruby jumped in and shot him on live television, the world, for a seven-year-old, was truly falling apart. Things would never be the same. I had no answers then, and I have no answers now. But truly, it felt like it was the end of the world. St. Elmo School, the field below the house, the late afternoon sun setting, my sister, the cheerleader, at Columbus High, Sweet Sixteen. My brother, in between, figuring things out. Puff the Magic Dragon. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Popeye. Everything shifts and slides. The pool is empty and filled with leaves. LBJ announces that the U.S. will continue to support South Vietnam, shaping the next decade. I start to get dizzy spells and fall out of my chair in class. Miss Hayes has to pick me up. Petty mall seizures. I leave school and go home a lot. I draw a lot. I miss Camelot, 
Ich bin ein Berliner. I have a dream. And at night my hands grow large and I swell large and I grow beyond the room I'm in and meld with everything. And the walls of my body grow so thin that I disappear. And yet I'm right here. Blowing in the wind, it's the end of the world. The Mona Lisa, Marilyn Monroe, Patsy Cline, the Beatles, the Birds, Martin Luther King, JFK. I sleep between my parents at night and learn to pray. I pray with dog tags around my neck, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Surely it's the end of the world. Surely. The end of the world. Amen.
Before 
that he just doesn't see The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing in the wind How many times must a man look up Before he can see the sky How many ears must one man have Before he can hear people cry How many deaths will it take Till he knows that too many people have
Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing From senators, congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside raging Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing The curse it is cast The slow one now will later be fast As the present now will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now will later be last For the times they are a-changing In 1963, the times they were indeed a-changing, as they always are, as they are now. But little did we know, or have any way to know, of the oncoming tidal shift. The beat poets, the beatniks, were leading us to the Beatles. A sea change, culturally. In the words of Dylan, the order was rapidly changing. All of the songs today have been from 1963. Behind us now is Duke Ellington 
and John Coltrane with In a Sentimental Mood. In 1963, my parents wore cardigans. My dad actually sported a goatee for a while. They wore penny loafers. They played bridge and smoked. None of us were ready for the coming cultural phenomenon, the shift of everything changing, the British invasion. Exactly eight months after their first release, Please Please Me, the Beatles released their second record, Meet the Beatles. The date was November 22, 1963, the same day that JFK was shot. At first it was overshadowed, but in time the Fab Four were to be a part of the healing process. And eventually, the rising counterculture of the 1960s. They appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show in early January 1964 to hordes of screaming girls. I remember it well, watching it on our little black and white TV in the living room. America needed the Beatles. They needed what they offered. They came onto the scene, incorporating many of the styles of American music, blues and rockabilly, and yet they brought something brand new to it, changing music and history forever. And the world fell in love with them, with their hair, their long hair, and their smiles, and their genuineness, their charisma. The world fell in love with them, and that love helped us. It helped us all. It helped us heal. There are times like this when we mark cultural shifts when they're happening, sometimes we don't know it until later in retrospect. But sometimes when it's happening, we know it while it's happening. We're always in the middle of history, always watching everything evolve. The Beatles had put in their 10,000 hours playing in brothels in Hamburg, and when they burst on the scene in America, they were ready. And America was ready for them. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Oh yeah, i tell you something. I think you'll understand. And i say that something. Say to me
our show for today. I hope that you've enjoyed it. The 1963 show, the JFK show. The purpose of art is to wake us up and the purpose of Art House Radio is to wake us up gently. So I hope that you're all awake now. You can move into the day. You can get out and see some art today or listen to some live music or hey, make some live music or make some art. Get into your studio and make some art today. If you get a chance, go out and visit the Bow Bartlett Center. Today's show is brought to you by 7th Street Provisions. I want to thank Matt Rohrer, a.k.a. Matthew Moon. Matt, you are our producer and engineer extraordinaire. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. You can see the complete playlist on our website, arthouseradio.com that's A-R-T-H-A-U-S radio.com Thanks for listening. Love and light, y'all.